The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And the screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the truth. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who goes this town tonight. Hey, welcome into the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show. We are live, or I am live in studio, Dermy Lachey. Kwame Lasseter, WB is out for the day, for the time being at least. Uh, some of these guys are just running late. But it is what it is. It is not going to stop my Friday, Fireball Friday. Shout out to the Fireball that did not make it in today. But, hey, we still going to make it roll. We're going to make this thing happen. 888-346-9144 is the number to call in. Join in on the show at any time. Last night's game, we're going to start off with that. NBA, that is. Uh, last night's game. Kicked off game two of the series between, which I think, which I believe is the best series of the uh, this conference finals between East and the West. But last night, the Western Conference um, Finals was last night. So the West, the West side of things. Golden State Warriors, Houston Rockets. Game one was amazing. I thought game one started off on the right foot. I was very highly excited. Anticipation really built up for game two. And game two did not disappoint one moment at all. Golden State Warriors came out on top, 99-98, with uh, Stephen Curry catching fire, catching, I mean, he he just turned it up in the second half, which was incredible. James Harden, man, he, I mean, I just feel so bad for the kid. Uh, he finished the game, 38 points, 10 rebounds, 9 assists. Now, the, the, the part that is really going to, you know, stand over James Harden's dominating performance last night is the turnover. Turnover towards, happened towards the end of the game. And that was the biggest issue going into this playoff series is that, you know, I said it over time after time, if James Harden stops turning over the ball, this team can win a bunch. This, this team can win this series. Not only that, they can have success in the finals because it all plays off of him. Now, Dwight Howard, Dwight Howard did come to play yesterday. He played huge. He was a big contribution Better than game one, um, stepped up his game for sure in game two. I think he had, what, 19 points, 17 rebounds, something something ridiculous. Finally played a whole game. It was great to see him except for that last moment. And I'm on Houston's – like, I, I really believe Houston could easily be up 2-0 in the series, but they're not because they're down 0-2. Golden State has proven why, you know, they're the number one seed, why they're – Penetrating why they're successful at being the one seed right now. They're winning these ball games. They're not messing up in the clutch moments. They're not turning over the ball per se as much as Houston has been. And it's just in those key moments, those key eras. Only mistake that I've ever seen Golden State make so far was the possession right before, you know, James Harden had the ball in the last possession with him turning the ball over where they had a uh, eight second call backcourt violation. Um, Towards the end of the game, 
That's the only mistake where I was actually like, oh, shoot, Golden State just lost this game. They just slipped up. And with having down by one point, I mean, we, we're going to go into this last moment because I feel like that was, that was the biggest moment um, of the whole game. Like I said, it overshadows the game itself. So going into that last moment, you have your MVP candidate, who I, who I believe should have won the MVP, and James Harden bringing up the ball up the court. This is it. First of all, he missed the first guy who cut down the lane, which was Terrence Jones. That would have been the game-winning layup. Then he passes it off to Dwight Howard, which in my – like we're going to pause it right there. In my standpoint, Dwight Howard has the ball top of the key. One guy of the Golden State Warriors is in the lane because a lot of, a lot of people are giving James Harden a lot of shade for the last moment. They did have a timeout left. But we're going to go into that next. But just to continue on the play, I mean, James Harden is a playmaker. Why not just let him go, let him loose, let him do what he does best? So, therefore, you know, he passes it off to James Harden or to Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard begins to get the ball and passes it right back, which I didn't understand. I didn't really pick up on that standpoint um, of that part, but it happened. And... From my standpoint of it, why didn't Dwight Howard just take one step? Because there was one guy in the lane. He could have easily just took one step, one dribble, layup, and one foul. If he would have got fouled, he could have dished it off to Terrence Jones, who was still open. They had four guys. They had like a four-on-two break before Curry and Klay Thompson collapsed on uh, James Harden, which, you know, they did what they're supposed to do. If a superstar player has the ball at the end of the game, you double-team him, especially if they know that they have a timeout left. You double-team him, put him in a tough situation. Dwight Cowher passes the ball right back, and that's the end of the game because James Harden was being hassled by the two guys. Dougie B just getting in. Good morning, man. Fireball Friday. Good, good to have you. Good to see you. It is not Fireball, but it is Friday. It is Fireball Friday. Great to see you. Uh, Picking up on, I, I, I'm just jump right into it because I see you with the ASU shirt. I mean, we're definitely discussing about the, the game last night, the NBA game that is, in the Western Conference Finals, with Jay, with, with Jay Harden having the ball in that last sequence. A lot of people are giving him a lot of shade, and a lot of people are down his back about that moment, him not living up, I guess, the best in that moment. But with him turning the ball over, I don't think you could put that much on him. No, man. It, you know, and unfortunately, I was at the Suns baseball game, so I didn't get to catch the whole game, just come to the uh, okay. highlights. Mm-hmm. And watching that last play, um, you, you know, it's hard to see the fact that everybody's getting on him. One good thing is his teammates were there for him in the locker room after the game because they could see he was upset. Um, they were coming to him to let him know, hey, we want you to have the ball in that that last second, that that part of the game, mm-hmm. you're a leader on the team. Unfortunately, it didn't work out. Um, did you get to see the press conference after when he spoke about it? No, I didn't. I, I decided to uh, turn the turn the system off, <laughs> turn the TV yeah. off, change to a whole other station to see what else was going on around the world. But no, I did not catch the press conference. I mean, I, I thought it was a fantastic game. What else had to be said afterwards? I mean, it. It was really, you know, I, I don't really tune into the press conferences too much because they're right at the game. There are a lot of emotions going on. I wait till like settle down, then you know. But uh, no, I didn't catch it. I didn't catch the presser on this one. It was good, man. I have a lot, of, uh, a lot of confidence in 
and Harden after that, man, a lot of respect. Um, he basically ran through the end of the game. He saw the guys coming, the, you know, both uh, Curry and I can't remember who else was coming up out of Clay Garden. Thompson. Oh, yeah, that's right, Clay. Mm-hmm. He saw that, patched it off to uh, Howard. Howard gave it right back to him. Which was a mistake to it was a mistake, And it was. It was silly. It was. And he was still, that's the thing. Harden was still double teamed at that time. The right. guys were still there. You still had Curry and you still had Thompson right there on him. For Howard, coward, to give it right back <laughs> to him without going and trying to make something happen. Because even if he took a dribble or two, that would free up Harden a little bit more. I understand you want to give Harden that ball in the you know, the end of the game, mm-hmm. get that going. But it, at the same time, you've got to be, especially if you're Dwight Howard, you've got to be able to take that ball and you've got to be able to put up a shot, man, try to mm-hmm. win that game. You know, try to bring people out of that Dwight Coward stance, <laughs> you know, even, and yeah. show something, you know. And, again, I I was kind of shocked he played, you know, the minutes he played. But, you know, it's – Unfortunately, man, they uh, lost by one. But this is a Western Conference game. This is what you want to see between these two teams. Oh yes, one one yeah. It's, Both games was, lessened by mm-hmm. I, what was game one? I think game one four, was a four point game. Exactly. Game two, one point game. So five I mean, points overall. This yeah exactly. At this point in the season, this time of the year, you know a lot of teams either either you uh, either you live up to the moment or you start to die down. These two teams are going at each other and throwing blows. And aren't afraid to uh, you know to see what's going to happen next. You know they're they're throwing blows at punch by punch, especially last game. I mean, yeah. they have a one point game, they have one point finish. Uh, you know the Rockets are not backing down. They're not afraid of this team, even with losing five games in a row this season against the. Uh, well, I think this now is game number six now against the Golden mm-hmm. State Warriors. Houston is still not backing down. No, and. They're not going to back down. That's the type of game, or that's the type of mentality Houston has and th- that what they're going to bring. I mean, Jason Terry only had nine points. You'd like to see at least 15 to 20 from him. But then you look at Harden with 38 points. Dwight Howard actually had a decent game. He did. Um, he, played you know, 19, he played really well 19, yesterday. 19 points, total rebounds of 17. That's what you want out of Dwight Howard. You want him to be able to take the ball at the last second if it comes to him and take the shot, but it just it's man, I, I, it's hard to see, <laughs> hard to see that loss, man, because it's at this point I say it's going to be hard for Houston to come back to it. Granted, it's only two games down, mm-hmm. but still against Golden State, it, and, exactly, and, and that's the whole. Steph Curry. That, that's the whole big picture is again it's it's against Steph Curry because I've seen it, I've seen it done. Where, you know, Houston win three games in a row. Make it in- interesting. Last, uh, Even last week, they won three in a row against the Clippers to end the series. Yep. So I've seen, you know, I, I've seen this team win, you know, three games in a row with their backs against the wall. This time it's a little bit earlier, though. This time it's, you right. know, it's do or die now. Now yep. you're going back to Houston. You're going in front of your home crowd. What energy are you going to come out with? If you come out flat, Golden State's going to kill it. But... Houston been doing a great job, and you get to go home. So Steph Curry, you know, he's not going to hit as many shots on the road. You know, as you know, you're not going to make as many shots as you do on your home floor. You don't have that home crowd behind you. You know, it's it's on the road. You're going to hear a lot of, you know, the crowd's going to be in his ear a little bit more. 
Um, it's the Western Conference Finals, so the you know the the crowd, you know, the whole atmosphere is just going to pick up in itself. So yeah, well, and you can't. I mean, do not do not count Houston out yet. Because they won't have to win. Three I'm not because right I've seen. You know, no, no, I'm not right, talking about you. Right. I'm just talking uh-huh. about our listeners in general. Do uh-huh. not count Houston out yet, because exactly like you just said with Clippers, they can win three in a row. I mean, everybody counted Houston out being done, and they said, "No, it's not going to happen." So right. they definitely have the chance. They don't have to win that three in a row. The pressure's on, but it's not on to the fact that hey, it's do or die. Mm-hmm. But you better better pick up at least one of these games at home. But if you get if uh, Houston comes out wins both of these games, mm-hmm. whoo, it's going game seven. Yeah, things are going to get That's very go interesting. Game seven. Things are going to be very interesting. But uh, I mean, really, just going back in that last moment, it was two guys underneath the basket uh, for Golden State, and it was like three or four. It was kind of like a four on two break before uh, Curry and Clay Thompson trapped James Harden with a guy like Dwight Howard to get the ball on top of the key. You were one dribble away from laying that ball in or even dishing it off to Terrence Jones, who was just standing there, you know, yep. blandly open, who who had a great game last night as well. Um, but, you know, you had two guys penetrate the middle of that, you know, middle of the paint, create opportunities. Heck, you probably could have even kicked it over to Trevor Reza in the corner. Like, Dwight Howard just got to receive the ball up, and just man. pass it right back. I mean, if you want to be that superstar type player, if you want – the offense to go through you, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I can imagine, you know, he's, he's in the limelight of, you know, like a Shaquille O'Neal or even guys who are playing in this day and era like a Marc Gasol. I could see Marc Gasol receiving that basketball, taking the dribble, being yeah. aggressive with it. LaMarcus Aldridge, just being aggressive with it. Like, I have an opportunity. The clock is going down. We do have a timeout, which obviously they weren't looking towards calling no timeout. No. They had them beat. They had him off guard. Yep. Uh, James Harden missed the first guy, uh, Terrence Jones, coming through, but he found the second follow-up big man, Dwight Howard. He was one dribble away from, you know, you just don't, you just, you, at least you will get a shot up, you know. Yeah. He had a clear better shot than what James Harden was going to force up. And my thing is, take that ball in, and at least, if anything, you draw the foul at a bare minimum. Yeah, you're down by one point. You're down by one point, you get two free throws, at least you get tried it. At least you get a shot up. At least you get the ball off the ground, yeah. not having to roll around for the last second in the ball no. game. Yeah, and, and you know, and people got to come off harder, man, because that's not his thing. I mean, it's. I think a lot of blame is going to be coming more on on Dwight Howard, uh-huh. because he had the opportunity. He gave it right back. I understand you want to give it to Harden, but you're playing in the NBA. You've got to understand. You've got to. I mean, you're Dwight Howard. This isn't a rookie guy. I couldn't understand if it was a rookie coming in and giving it back to him. Mm-hmm, right. But you've played in the league. You know what to do with the ball. Take it in the lane. Try to create something. Mm-hmm. But you're going to be labeled as Dwight Coward once again because you don't want to put the game in your hand. No, he doesn't want to. He doesn't want everyone to take the blame. Stephen Curry shot five of eleven from three point range last night. I mean, he just caught fire in the second half. I mean, it was. Sensational. Finished the game with 33 points. Uh, Clay Thompson is struggling in this series. Yeah. I don't know how many more games Curry can save today without Clay Thompson knocking down shots. But if they keep playing the defense, if Houston keeps playing the defense on Clay Thompson, this helps me believe that they can get back into this because Curry's not going to, I don't think, I mean, he has that pure jumper. 
which is incredible. You know, the way he lets that ball loose, man, and the way he goes through the net, Not something I've never seen before. But do you? Be- I don't believe that it can happen. It can stay there for a seven-game series. Or at this point, what, you got six, five games left? I do because that's a possible five guy, games left. That's the type of guy Curry is, man. That that shot he has worked on over and over again, mm-hmm. and we've seen it throughout the whole season. But I was watching something on ESPN yesterday, and they analyzed his shot, his release. <laughs> what they say about his shot? Oh my gosh, his release is just amazing as far as second was from the time he starts jumping up, I mean, it's gone before anything compared to the average NBA player shot. Mm-hmm. Dude, he's like point two or three seconds quicker than anybody else. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's so hard to guard Curry because he's got such a quick release on that shot. And it's so fluid. Yeah, he does. It's so fluid, man. I mean, it's if you're a fan of basketball, you love to watch his shot because it is just something that you don't get to see. I mean, it's the minute he's up on on top of his jump, it's already out of his hands. Mm-hmm. It's just one fluid motion. It's it's beautiful to watch. It's hard to watch right now, being you know going for Houston, <laughs> but oh, uh, I could not believe just the 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 quickness of his release, man. Mm-hmm. But he practices that. He that does. is his he, shot. Yeah, and so it's gonna be there because that is his. Now he might not get in the thirties, but still gonna be mid twenties. He's still going to bring bring that presence around, mm-hmm. you know. So now, Steph. Mm-hmm. Now, Kobe Bryant tweeted out. Uh, we go before we get off uh, air. Before we take a break here, Kobe Bryant tweeted out a, a Curry riddle on kind of how to guard Steph, uh, Steph Curry. Kobe tweeted, "You know, when the shots you take are the shots the defense wants you to take, but are the shots you're comfortable taking." Let that settle in a little bit. Say <laughs> yeah. that again. When the shots you take are the shots the defense wants you to take, but are the shots you're comfortable taking? Curry Riddle. Kobe, what are you? <laughs> what he's saying is <laughs> Stephen Curry <laughs> is more comfortable taking the shots defense wants him to take. He pra- He's practicing that. Oh, yeah. He practices anything and everything, he, man. He's, he's, he's dominating that. We got to take a quick break. Uh, after the break, we're going to pick up more about this this Curry Riddle. Uh, also, game two tonight, Cleveland, uh, Cleveland, Atlanta. I'm going to say Cleveland, Done. Arizona. Cleveland, Atlanta. Final last of the Sports Talk Show. We'll be right back. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. 
Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Sports Talk. Doug B in the studio. Demery Lachey in the studio. Fireball Friday. It was a great Friday, man. It's always great to be in the studio. We are live. Call in. Demery, talk about this Kobe Bryant, Steph So I'm going to hit you back with the riddle again. Because, you know, Kobe has the best, I don't know, lingo of the yeah. NBA. <laughs> he's, he's, he's on that level now where he's, you know, the professor rather than the student or rather than, you know, just he, he's the Kobe's prof- Kobe. Yeah. He's, so he, he's going to throw you some riddles kind of like a professor or a teacher does. So riddle me this. Figure this out. Kobe tweets, when the shots you take are the shots the defense wants you to take, but are the shots you're comfortable taking? Kobe Riddle. Mm. The problem, as Kobe said, is comfortable taking the shot. Curry is comfortable taking the shots. Defense wants him to take. Basically, Houston, stop forcing him to take these step-back jump shots. Stop forcing him to take these fadeaway jumpers because – that's what Curry wants you to do. He wants you to force him into these step backs because he's, like you say, he's fluently knocking these shots down. When the last time, when the last game in this playoff series that you watched Curry just stand up straight, settle his feet, and knock down five of 11, six three pointers? Game six one. or no. He game one because they was, they couldn't keep was track of him. So many like he no, but he had open shots. Game one, but all his shots were off of one foot. Yeah, he took those shots, but the ones that were going in, the ones that were just when he was just hot, amazing. Oh yeah, was just when he was stepping back when he was crossing over. You don't want him to dribble, 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 pull and shoot because, like you said, he has the quickest. He, he's like a gunslinger, like in right. the Wild West. Like he just pulls that trigger so quick, it's it's lights out. Before you know it, he running back on defense, seeing the ball go through the net. But that's the thing with Curry, man. There's not really any way to guard him. There is a way. Kobe knows. No. Kobe, Kobe knows doesn't best. know. Kobe's been drinking some Fireball Friday early, man. Kobe no, knows but that's the, the thing. If, because I saw game one when he was open and he had a, uh, the opportunity to set up and shoot, he still made it. Yeah, he still but made it. That's Curry. But he, he's in practice, and they've done the documentary on him. He's going to practice, and he does practice. Every type of shot, every type of situation, mm-hmm. wide open shots, under pressure shots, corner shots, release shots, double team shots. That is Curry. He is one of the guys that goes in there and actually works out, practices his shot, and just not take the, sh- you know, he does. He takes a shoot around series. Right. You know, he goes in there and he'll have guys guard him. He'll have his guys do that stuff. So realistically, and I understand, Kobe, what you're saying, and it's, I mean, it's true, but at the same time, it don't matter what you do against Curry. He's going to make that shot. I agree. 
But this to, to back up what Kobe's standpoint, Kobe's riddle is Kobe. that what he's saying is during that fourth quarter run, most of those shots where he is running around picks or where he has a set up three pointer, he's not taking those. In the fourth quarter, it's dribble, 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 step back, jump shot. It's dribble, dribble, pass off, run around a pick, uh, fade away, jump shot, maybe in the middle of the paint, or he's driving through the lane. Basically, get that man to stop dribbling so much. Get the ball in his hands. Double team him. Trap him. You have Houston. You're a bigger team. You have quick guys on the perimeter. Corey Brewer is a long, quick defender. Trevor Reza, Josh Smith, Mm -hmm. these guys can move. If you trap him with, like, I don't know, Harden and Terry – Look for those long arm defenders to make something happen, and almost get him to stop dribbling. Because yep. because if he dribbles too much, the defender starts to lack off. You know that's that's anything. If you've seen a guy dribble in front of you so many times, you're just like, all right, man, come on, what are right. you going to do? As soon as you let, as soon as you let that little part, you know that that little let go, is when Curry kills you. He's either going to drive right past you or he's going to step back and embarrass you with a jump shot in your face. It's too late. Right. Put put more of the force on the other guys on the floor to make something happen right. instead of Curry. And that's he, how you're going to be Golden State. Right. Because you can get him to – I mean, he's going to shoot as many times as he wants to in the first, second, third quarter, but you're still in the game. It doesn't start yeah. to – it doesn't come to the point where he kills you until that fourth quarter where he's just dropping tray balls out the sky. Like, it's, it's just falling threes. So – I'd rather have Clay Thompson take the ball and shoot. I'd rather have Clay Curry. Thompson. I don't know, man, because both of those boys. I don't know. Yeah, but Clay's, between those two, right now, I'll take Curry. right now. Yeah, right now, I would love to see Clay shoot the if ball. If I'm Houston, me. he's yeah. two of fourteen from the three point line exactly. in the series so far. I would love to have him shoot against me. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, be free. Just I don't know. Like maybe they need to take chances at Curry. Double team him. He's a he's a little he's a small guy. But he's very creative. Right. But once he gets in that paint, I mean, that middle area, he can do whatever he wants. You get him to a certain area is where you can trap him, use your long-arm defenders, tell those guys to be ready on the hunt to get a steal on, get a fast break. Yeah. Because that's what he, you're going to have to force him to get a bad pass off. <sighs> so moving on to tonight's Cleveland, game. Done. Moving on to, the, to tonight's game. Atlanta is done. It's only game two. I've got a bone bruise. I can't play. How are you going to squeal around the floor on a bone bruise, man? Hey, man, I I, I don't know. I never had a bone bruise, so I don't, I don't know how that pain feels. It's not that bad. You bad. get a bone bruise because somebody hit your bone. And, you know, and I start watching it because mm-hmm. everybody was talking about – I mean, anybody and everybody that saw that game thought he tore ACL. Oh, yeah, Me included. Definitely. You know, mm-hmm. any sports talk that you watch, ESPN – Everybody was like, that's an ACL. That's an ACL tear. And it comes out either bone bruise, sprain, whatever the case may may be. But I started looking together after um, on the internet, trying to slow it down a little bit. And he does get hit with the right knee by James at the end, before right before he comes back down. So I don't know if that was what they were talking about when he got hit or mm-hmm. if it happened beforehand. But a bone bruise, that's, that's the only thing I can see that occurred that would give you that bone bruise but even then dude i mean it's just like getting a dead leg and he was on the ground like he tore up that knee you get hit and you get a 
you know, Charlie Horse or something, you know, Dead Leg. Mm-hmm. It ain't that bad. You ain't crawling around grimming, crying for mom, you know. Mm-hmm. But I don't see him coming back. And if he doesn't come back this game, Atlanta's done. I don't think they have enough firepower in their <laughs> lineup, man. Yeah, I mean, it, it could it could be just what Atlanta wanted to let out to the media or to, you know, everyone out there as well. Right. They're probably telling DeMar Carroll, hey, it's just a bone bruise. You can play through this. You know, knowing there's something else. If, like, I would go get another checkup, go see another doc, just to make sure. Because the way, like you said, no one squeals around in the Eastern Conference final the way <laughs> he did. And it for it to be just, you know, a bone bruise or just... Maybe you one know, of those a ligament smacked in the You eye. know, a ligament bruise, basically. I would go to another source, go to a second doctor, just to make sure that, because like you said, I mean, hey, we the know. guy was crying wolf. Oh, yeah. Like, it was. And we know, we, we know so teams, bad. man. You're Atlanta. You're trying to get to that NBA final, man. You're, hey, yeah. You know what, man? You're going to be able to play. It's mm-hmm. just a bone bruise. Don't but, worry about but it. But at the same time, it could be like a short-term bone bruise where in the long term, it could be worse. Now at this standpoint, or you know, vice versa. Like short term, you could feel pretty well, or yeah, basically short term, you could be you know just a bruise or just hey, you could play through this. But long term, it can affect him. That's probably why he's on the verge of day to day sitting out or continuing to play. Because I mean, like you said, like everyone believed that it, it, his season was done. Mm-hmm. It was the ACL tear. I believed it as well when I first seen it. When they replayed, I was like, oh yeah, it, that's a freak done. accident. And, you know, I wish the best for DeMar Carroll, but I don't think Atlanta's done overall, even without him. Without Carroll? Even without Carroll. Um, I say this because they have a deep roster. They have guys who've been, you know, uh, in the playoff series just with different organizations. So they have some experience on that bench, uh, maybe not just all together as one, um, because Atlanta still is a very young, put together, well-put-together team. They're fairly young over in the East. Um, they stepped up to the plate, won 60-plus ball games in the regular season, got it to the Eastern Conference Final as a one seed, and they have enough firepower to compete with LeBron and the banged-up Cavaliers. J.R. Smith was shot for 8 for 12. I don't think he's going to shoot 8 for 12 <laughs> for the rest of this series. If he does, sign that man to a new deal, like yeah. ASAP. Because, but that's, go ahead. Well, like we talked about – Yesterday, J.R. Smith is fitting that role with Cleveland, and that's how he's able to to put up the 28 points. He's done it numerous times throughout the season. Not consistent, but he's done it. Mm-hmm. The thing you've got to look at, if Kyrie Irving comes back and he's able to play and he's a force, and when I say force up, more closer to 100%, Atlanta can't, they don't have enough to guard all three of those guys. Plus, you guys still got Mozgov. Still got Thompson that can create. I just don't see Atlanta being able, being able to compete, even with a deep roster that Atlanta has. Mm-hmm. It's not like they have a lot of talent on that depth. You know, mm-hmm. I just don't see them coming back. But it is the Eastern Conference Finals. We saw Houston do it last series with the Clippers. It can be done. I just don't see it done right now with if, if Carroll's out. With Carroll, I still think Cleveland takes the series. But with Carroll out, Atlanta might be able to squeak one out. It might even be a sweep. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I'm not. I don't know. I can't disrespect Atlanta that, that far. I can't disrespect them that far. But look they, what Carroll brought to that team. Yeah, he did. On both he, sides. He bought, we're not, we're not talking just one side. He brought it on both sides, the offense and the defensive side. If it was if Carroll was more of that just one-dimensional, he's a great offensive player but can't play defense or vice versa, now I can understand Atlanta being a little bit more still, still able to compete with him out because you only lose half of that. But he brought both. Every game, offensive, defensive side of the ball, he was there for both of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, Teague, yeah, you better run this team, that's for sure. Well, Teague made comments, I mean, already he was just stating, you know, like there's a way to stop, slow down the Cavaliers. Like we have our way. He doesn't really believe that, you know, that he's going to go off for – uh, that J.R. That Smith is not going to go off for 28 points consistently. Like, he does not believe that at all. But there's three other guys you have to worry about on that squad, on that starting lineup. Oh, LeBron? Kyrie, Le- Kyrie is questionable, honestly. Well, right. He's one you have to worry about. LeBron, Mozgov. They're okay with that. Mozgov, uh, they, they're okay with Mozgov. You you can you can live another day if you got well, if they put the ball in the hands of Mozgov because Al Horford can handle Mozgov in a matchup. Uh, Pedro Antic, I think he can hold his own against Mozgov. It's just to the point of how do you handle J.R. Smith? That is the poison yeah. right there for Atlanta. He's the poison. Who can check him? Honestly, I mean mm. Kyle Korver, no. Never. I can't wait for this game. Never tonight. for Corver. But, you know, that's the only poison to the matchup because you have Jeff Teague and Kyrie Irving. They eliminate themselves. LeBron James, Damari Carroll, hopefully he can get it together. If not, then okay. Paul Millsap is going have, gonna to have one heck of a game, too, at home. So let me ask you this. They're playing in Atlanta. If Cleveland comes out, beats Atlanta at home again, and goes up two games to none, coming back to Cleveland— do you see Atlanta being able to win one of those? To if me, this com- is a do-or-die game. If they lose tonight's game, if Atlanta loses tonight, mm-hmm. do I see them winning a the game in Cleveland? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't disres- I cannot disrespect Atlanta that that bad. I do but see them. About I, I can't see them winning a the game. Going up two nothing because I know how Cleveland gets. Cleveland gets too too relaxed. I've seen. I'll give you that. LeBron doesn't, but the Cavs do. They'll get too relaxed. LeBron gets frustrated. They'll lose like a game three or game four. Mm. And then in game five, LeBron makes sure that, hey, let's see, make I this the LeBron, last one. See, I see I see LeBron coming back. If, if Cleveland comes out, wins this game, I see LeBron coming out, getting that team together, saying, listen, we're coming out strong. We have two games and we are done and we will rest for this NBA final. Get your game together. There's no relaxing. I see James doing that. Mm-hmm. I don't see Cleveland relaxing. I and I understand your point because I've seen it throughout the regular season. But this is playoffs. This is a time you strap on those boots and you go to work. And I think James is going to lead that team because he's got that veteran leadership to tell them, "Hey, we're not relaxing on these, especially Atlanta. You can't you cannot relax on Atlanta or else they will come out and they will get one or two games and now you're back to square one." Mhm. But if Atlanta loses tonight, I see Cleveland coming home strong and getting those other two, and there's that sweep. 
I mean, I'm. I don't see them getting swept, but mm. anything can go. Like you said, anything right. goes. And once you have a, a team like LeBron James with LeBron James on there, going up two zero, the way his mindset is played, I mean, they they didn't even want to check this guy game one, and you know, game two. Hopefully, it's a better it's a better image. Atlanta came out really flat. They really weren't shooting the ball well at all, and going into a second game, I think they're going to shoot the ball even better. Because they, they kind of remind me of uh, the Indiana Pacers for the last couple of years. Like, once they go up against a LeBron James team, they struggle that first game. It's a bunch of nerves. They've never been in that, at that level just yet. So now you have to grow up and you're in the series. So th- I think this is a game where you will see Atlanta grow up a lot. You will see Al Horford be more aggressive with Mozgov. Paul Millsap, he will be more aggressive in his matchup against Tristan Thomas. Tri- Tristan Thompson. Like it's it's gonna be a more an aggressive game for Atlanta. I just can't see this team being swept. They're a fun bunch to watch. They have the head coach of the year. I mean, he coached under Popovich. I just really can't count these guys all the way out. Now, Pat, over the break, we're gonna switch it up a little bit. The NHL playoffs, man. We don't talk too much about the NHL, but I mean, this series. If you haven't tuned into this series. Yet, with uh, the Ducks being up 2-1, two games to one, it's it's time to start tuning in now because the Blackhawks, that's my team. I grew up watching Chicago Did Blackhawks. In, I mean, in, in Indiana, I mean, they're, we don't have professional hockey. Heck, we don't even talk <laughs> hockey. But That's basketball, that's about it's it. It's basketball, man. that's about it. But you do have a fair share of people from Chicago. And so thus far, the Blackhawks is the, that team in that Midwest area. I'm glad to see that they made it to this level, to uh, where they are now. I know the Rangers and the Lightning playing as well. But this series right here, to go triple overtime, I mean, I've been to my first oh. hockey game this this season during the regular year where it was the Coyotes. I mean, just being at a hockey game really, you know, pursued my, you know, my fan, I guess, my fan made me feel like a better, better fan to the game of hockey. I've tuned in. I mean, to have these guys going to a triple overtime in the game three yep. situation, I mean, it's inc- it's incredible. Um, I don't know if you tuned in too much to it, but it was that triple overtime game was just fantastic. Yeah, I saw bits and pieces, a little bit of the highlights. Uh, like I said, man, I couldn't watch anything last night. Had the uh, my son's baseball game. How'd that first turn round. Out? They oh, was it, it, it playoffs? Was little, yeah, it's their round, uh, not round robin, but single elimination playoff now. Gotcha, gotcha. Through the city of, city of surprise baseball. <laughs> um, they beat the team, I mean, just killed the team earlier in the season they played. And uh, this team came out, and some mental errors <laughs> on his team, it got me worried a little bit. But mental then, uh, errors? Mental errors. Oh, and what's the age group we're talking about? Uh, 10, 11, 12. That's okay. You can have mental errors. No, you can't. Some of these kids, you don't know, and that's what I'm saying. Some of the kids you expect. Some of the kids you expect this. All right, it's going to happen. Like the 10, 11, but these 12 year olds that are coming through, <laughs> they've been up and coming, and they're they're those leaders of you know, yeah, it's rec ball, but still, uh, like the catcher, legit catcher, you know, definitely going to be moving up to the high school level as a catcher, but makes the throw to first base off the uh, dropped third strike, overthrows first baseman by a mile. And that guy ends up getting a strikeout and a triple. Those are the mental errors. I mean, dude, <laughs> but they came back. They put it on them. 
and uh, ended up winning, so they play again on Tuesday. So Tuesday night will be a uh, be a fun night. Jason's uh, starting pitching for that game, so we'll see uh, see how it goes, man. Yeah, we'll see how that go. Hopefully, uh, hope the success falls in the Bremer family hands. So we'll see. Uh, we gotta take a quick break here. Coming up after the break, we're gonna discuss in our last segment uh, some NFL talk and. Uh, also, some other NBA news, NBA predictions, uh, lottery talk as well. Call me last year's sports talk show. We'll be right back. It's Jerome Buda Daniels. You're listening to Kwame Lasser's sports talk with Dan Marie Lachey and Doug Bremer. They know about this sports thing. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are going global with gas. Man. Is that Matt the intern? That's here. Look, I made this show. Dude, you totally made it, man. You were doing the Big Brother tryout today. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Kevin. Yeah, go ahead, Matt. All right, let's come on. Let's play drug code. Where'd you learn that, Cheech? Drug school. Uh, we're going to play some porno music or not. And this is the game that we play that you're going to hear some music, and it's either from a porno or it's not. Live every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific time on the VoiceAmerica.com variety channel. Going global with gas. Man, how the hell do they know that I got gas? Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you? It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Hi, this is Jake the Snake Plumber. You're listening to Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk with Demery Lachey and Doug Bremer. They're legit. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine, from the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week. Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Hi, this is Larry Sinners. You're on Sports Talk, Kwame Lasseter, with Demi Lachey and Doug Bramer. These guys know sports. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Don't you stop Fireball Friday. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show. 888-346-9144 is the number to call in on the show. We have entered our last segment. Already, man. Dougie B's in the studio. Demi Lachey. Kwame Lasseter is out feeling a little bit under the weather. So Still, man. Uh, yeah, he's, I mean, he sounded pretty pretty bad yesterday, honestly, with him being mm. in the studio. He was pretty sick. So uh, hopefully he gets better. Hopefully he gets well. If not, you know us. We're going to hold it down no matter what. I just don't think he wants to play golf, man. I think he's scared. Wow, he is scared shots. of the, he is shots scared of Dougie fired. B, man. Are those fireball shots or just no. just just that's shots? confidence shots? 
Until I get out there on the green and I re- the realization comes back. <laughs> I, can, mm. I hope y'all record that. This, this, this duel. This oh, we will. For, we will. And soon enough, man, I'm going to put out there now, we're, we're in the talks. We're going to be doing, uh, hopefully here within about a month or two, mm-hmm. uh, get everything together to do a live remote, taking the show out and about to uh, Hillcrest Golf Club in yeah. Sun City West. And that'll be fun. Uh, we'll have a lot of stuff planned for it. If you haven't played Hillcrest Golf Club, Sun City West, it is in great shape, probably the best shape it's ever been since back in its premiere day. Um, so get out there, check it out. But we will uh, definitely let you guys know what's going on with that here shortly. And uh, we'll be out there for a couple hours, play a round of golf. Um, Demer, I think you can caddy for us. Chill out. <laughs> Chill out. <laughs> Hold my bags. Oh, please. please. Come on, man. Hold my bags. I got to see you first. I got to see you first before I put it out there. All right. Okay. Keep talking. Watch. All right. Don't believe me. Just watch. (laughs) NBA lottery, man. NBA lottery. Check this out. Phoenix Suns, again, end up in the middle of the lottery. Man, the lottery needs to go. It needs to <laughs> go. I know man. that's just, I know that's your squad. I know we. No, and I'm not talking. We're just pretty about biased the Suns. With, with the Phoenix organization teams, but you know that's just where we're located. It's just what we do. But the lottery did come out. Um, actually, the full NBA draft came out uh, after the lottery was made. T Wolves going with the number one, having the number one pick. Uh, the Phoenix Suns once again in the lottery, but. To see them go on to this next level. Now, we do. Now, they did change up their whole NBA lineup, their whole team, you know, midseason during the trade deadline. Got rid of their uh, star player and, and Dragic and cleared out the, pretty much the whole bench, but they left some pieces intact. Uh, where they sit at, pretty much in the middle of the lottery. They need to I, think that, brothers. I, I think that's, that's, that's what they. Where they're at now is where they need to be, because they they actually got the 13th pick. Now they can be aggressive, move Brandon Knight maybe to move up. You can move some pieces. Mm-hmm. They have some guys on the roster. Maybe even move the more twin Morris twins out. They get in, into any more troubles, keep being knuckleheads. You can what definitely is up with move the NBA, them. Not the NBA, but just Phoenix basketball, man. From Brittany Greener to the Morris brothers. Yeah, with Griner, I think she has like a what seven game suspension when the WNBA mm. season starts up. Mm. Uh, but I mean, yeah, I mean the Phoenix Suns they sitting right in the middle of the NBA draft. I think that's a that's an aggressive position to sit at. You can get a player who you know who has an experience because I, I like the pick that they got last year with TJ Warren because yeah. um, they get they 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 went away with uh, what's his name. Uh, Ennis, Tyler Ennis mm. out of Syracuse, they did, didn't even try that project out. So, but they do like T.J. Warren. He played a lot during towards the end of the season. This season, uh, they could be aggressive. They could go an aggressive shooting guard. Hopefully, they go to a taller guy. I know that the likes of uh, R.J. Hunter was being talked about. The kid out of Georgia State, he's a sharp shooter. He has a big frame, about six seven, six eight. I mean, he he could just shoot the lights out the ball. Um, also, Devin Booker from uh, Kentucky. If he doesn't go in that top ten, he's a, he's a guy you could probably take a reach on. He's 18 years old though, but so that's a reach that you're taking with. But I think they get a solid two guard shooter who can run with Bledsoe, who can run with Brandon Knight, who can run with uh, Alex Lynn because Alex Lynn is a tremendous big man that can run the floor. Yep. If he stays healthy, they could put some of these pieces together 
and they have to be aggressive in this draft pick. They're sitting in a good spot. 13, you're going to get a good player in this draft, in this oh, class. Yeah. You know, and I, I'm looking at the fact how many Kentucky players are going to go within the first 10 picks. Oh, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you, can, you, whole, can, you know you can grab you a Kentucky player. Yeah, Hopefully. The whole Kentucky squad is, <laughs> is pretty much drafted. But, uh, no, it was funny, man, because Lakers obviously are, are seeing at number two, and I know we're talking about Cody Riddles, Kobe Riddles. But Kobe tweeted out, too, the fact that we played like crap all season. We deserve the number two spot. And I agree with it. And that's why I do not like the lottery. Why do you have a lottery? Go like the majority of drafts out there, NFL. The worst gets to go first. If you have the worst record, you get the first pick and so on. If you win the Super Bowl, you get the last pick. Mm-hmm. Make it like that. Why Why punish a team? So you take L.A. or Minnesota that had just a crappy season and because of the luck of a little ball in a big round thing like you're at bingo and they get the 24th pick, how fair is that to Minnesota? Not only did you have a crap season, now you don't even get a chance of having a top five player. I just I don't like the lottery at all, man. Wait, with, with Minnesota, you said? Yeah, they got the number one overall pick. Yes, I understand, but uh-huh. I'm what I'm saying is, it should be like that. But what if Minnesota ended up getting the luck of the draw and dropping down like twenty four? Oh, okay. That's what I'm talking about. It should be the fact of your record speaks for where you get placed in the draft. Worst record gets first pick. Champion gets mm-hmm. last pick. Make it fair, because like I said, if Minnesota got the 24th pick, how fair is that, man? How no, fair I is mean, that to it's, Minnesota? It's, it's, not, it's not fair at all, but... <laughs> because of I mean, the lottery's just taken in yeah. the first, with the first, what, 14, I think. Yeah, 14 teams to get in the lottery, I mean. But the percentages, how many balls go into the, 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 the uh, mm-hmm. decision-making, um, that's pretty much it. I, I mean, I do agree with you. They do need to change up this whole phase of the NBA lottery. Uh because it doesn't pan out. Like, for instance, no. like the New York Knicks. Just the Eastern Conference in itself, I mean, they already lack the superstar players, superstar teams, just just a great right. team in the Eastern Conference. Um, the yep. West just keeps getting stronger. Minnesota with the number one pick. L.A. Lakers with the number two pick, who have a lot of money to spend this offseason. Let's not forget about that. Yes. They're looking at Kevin Love, LaMarcus Aldridge, that they can bring in to help Kobe Bryant, who's still there, who is – still one of the best at his position, at what he does best, and that's put the ball in the basket. But they still had Julius Randle, who sat out the whole season, you know, as a rookie out of Kentucky. But, you know, the West just keeps getting better. They got a chance to get either Jaleel Okafor or Carl Anthony Towns out of Kentucky. Mm. I mean, come Mm. on. Like, pick your poison. Like, you know. Exactly, (laughs) man. You get the pick of the trade, and the Western Conference keeps getting bigger. Better. So, therefore, like, I do agree. They need to change up that system because it's not fair to have two Eastern Conference teams go 3-4, three, 3-4-5, four, three, four, and have, you know, the West go 1-2-6. 1-2-6. not yeah. fair. 6-7-8. Right. Let's continue on. I mean, <laughs> it's just not just not a fair no. outlook. I agree. I don't, now, I don't understand. I don't probably wouldn't go too far of, you know, kind of taking the NFL scheme where it's the worst gets the first. But why not? It's, I mean, I mean that's overall that's teams fair, will man. be teams will just go straight to tanking. I think in the NBA, no, I all out of eighty two games they will start pulling their superstar players like the Knicks, 
Hey, Carmelo, sit this one out. Enjoy, enjoy this money. Uh, help, you know, help where you can to get the younger guys on board. A lot of teams would begin to start tanking. 76ers trade their players away and, like, you know, just beginning to lose games on purpose to catch up, to try to get that number one, number two spot. Um, that's the yeah. only thing that they fear as a, in, in the lottery. You, you know never what the, know. But at the same time, if, if you're doing that, you're going to lose out revenue because the fans are going to see that. They don't want to come to the game where you're going to tank it. So, uh, But there's I mean, always next year because if you get that number one pick, the fans will be there to support that number one choosing. Yeah, but if you're that, I mean, if you're in that position where you're already losing, I mean, you're not going to have the fan base. You're not going to have people coming in. I mean, that's true. I mean, you'll find ways to get the fans in the stands. Yeah, the owners, but you, I mean, owners would definitely find ways. But you can make that argument with the NFL, and the NFL is not really tanking games. You know, NBA no. a little bit different. I understand, but I mean, eh, I don't know. On the NFL, you yeah. only get what sixteen tries a season. You get sixteen games, right? NBA, you got eighty-two. Mm-hmm. I would. I mean, if I'm on a bad team, I could. I I don't understand why these guys do it, but I understand better than compared to the NFL, where guys, you know, it's around game forty, fifty, sixty. That's why NFL. And you know, you're losing. It's kind of like because uh, NFL. I'll, man, take, I'll take this game off, you know. Or NFL is a lot different type of mentality, though, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you saw the Denver Beast. Nuggets. They were breaking down <laughs> six weeks. Yeah, you know, five guys, weeks. Let's go in the locker room. That's crazy. You know what though. And maybe it, maybe not do it worst to to best record. Maybe mm-hmm. the t- bottom eight go into a lottery right, to figure right, that something right. out. Change, yeah, yeah. You know, I agree so with that. at that time, you, there's nothing necessary to tank. I mean, if you're on the bottom eight, you're on the bottom eight. Doesn't matter where. Um, who knows, man? I mean, I, I I think we're both in agreement. It needs to definitely needs to switch up a little bit, mm-hmm. and something that needs to change, but. It is what it is. I mean, at least this one overall with Minnesota, the Lakers, Philly, getting those top three picks kind of fits it a little bit. But, man, it's uh, – I'm just excited for tonight's game, man. Yeah, tonight's game is going to be pretty interesting. And, and, I mean, you already have your prediction in the cup. I mean, you pretty much saying bring Cleveland. If, if, if Cleveland wins tonight, I'm bringing my broom out, buddy. <laughs> I, I Bring mean, I in the broom I, out. I, I can't argue with that because obviously they only got two more games to go out of what a possible what five. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you can definitely. I just I wouldn't I, be mad at you for no. bringing the broom out. But, if you lose two home games and you're the number one seed in your conference, you don't you, deserve to win. No, but you, I think LeBron's to gonna. That. I think LeBron's gonna get that team ready too. I don't see them bowing down and and. This becoming, is a huge. Yeah, this is a huge opportunity for them. I, LeBron win. has a lot to prove with. I don't want to say a lot to prove. But at the same time, no one I don't I don't think anybody really thought Cleveland would be in the situation this year. That team has a little bit on their shoulder to pro, you know, to come out and say, Listen, we're doing it. Mm-hmm. This is it. This is our year. And Atlanta, you're not stopping us now. We get two games up, we're going home, we're gonna win that three and four game and bring it to our fans. We're gonna let them see that, that fourth game victory and we're going to the finals and you're not. Goodbye, Atlanta. Good, mm-hmm. Goodbye, little Mr. Bone Bruise. We're doing it. <laughs> Get off his back, man. Let him breathe a little bit. What you think about Michael Sam signing to a CFL team? 
<laughs> yeah, I heard about that this morning, man. You know, good for him, man, because he's from a football sense. I I, I would love to see him sign an NFL deal. I wish a team would have taken him because he still has talent, man. He's a big boy. He can ball out. I would have loved to see him be able to sign with the NFL team. But I think what's going to happen is he's going to go out there. He's going to prove himself. I think that's what the NBA – or not NBA, NFL wants to see. Go out here, <clears throat> prove yourself at this league. If you do well enough, we'll bring you back to I the NFL. He did, I thought he did pretty I well did too. In, the, in the preseason. <laughs> I did too. I, I think he's a great player. I think he's an NFL lineman. But he does have that cloud of his. Which is BS, man. Yeah, this, his, I'm sorry, know, but this day and age, that's know. BS. Mm-hmm. All There's, right, we got to get out of here. It's Fireball Friday. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be, we will be back uh, Monday. Well, I don't know yeah. about Monday because of the holiday. holiday. So probably Tuesday. <laughs> Catch us next week, man. Thanks for tuning in. Tune in regardless. Yeah, Kwame Lasseter, Sports Talk Show, Demi Lachey, Dougie B. Uh, we out. We'll see you next week. <laughs>